Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast where I talk about my journey writing my first novel. I am a small business owner and entrepreneur living on the coast of Maine with my cat and my husband. And I literally just walked outside my door. It's a little bit drizzly out, so hopefully you don't hear too much crinkling of my rain jacket. But I just walked outside my door, and this is my living situation, guys. So my my husband goes and gets groceries. He goes out every two weeks. So every other week, he's getting groceries, bringing them home. And I'm inside most of the time. And, you know, I'll go outside, go for my walks, go for my run. It's just been so busy lately, and it's a lot of busy work with my business Um, I just walked outside my door and there's a literal spider just like hanging between like where the door would normally open. So it's, it's a, I needed to get outside. I think that's my point that I'm trying to make right now. Also, it's very drizzly. It hasn't been drizzly in a while. It's usually like a downpour lately. And I walk outside and I can smell the, the sea. And I don't think it has anything to do with the rain, but maybe it does. Like, it's just so fragrant when I walked out. It's nice. It's been a while since I've recorded an episode, and I just, I think I need to take my time on these a little bit more so that they remain high quality and actually helpful for my listeners. There are a few of you that are listening to these, so... I am assuming that something is helpful here. Um, Yeah, and I've just been thinking about... I've just been watching my, my novel unravel before my eyes. I started adding a new perspective into it, which completely throws everything out of whack for me and highlights all of the things that are wrong with my book. And it adds a lot of extra components that I'm not even sure if... Is there too much action going on? Like, I didn't think that was possible. And being in the thick of it, it kind of feels like maybe there's too much too much action. I don't know. So I'm sitting here watching my book unravel before my eyes. And I'm getting overwhelmed. And I'm thinking about my second draft and how I'm going to fix the bones, so to speak, and it's all very overwhelming, and I'm getting very impatient. I just want it to be done. I want to be a success, and sure, that's not the main reason why I'm writing. I didn't grow up wanting to be a model agent. Just even saying that that's my career path, like, It's kind of unreal because it happened over time very slowly as my business started to take off. I did not grow up wanting to even be a model. Like, sure, my mom had ulterior motives, I guess. She wanted me to be a model before I did. I didn't even realize that she had plans for me. Um, I didn't even think about my looks for, like... I didn't realize I was uh, pretty in any sense of the word. I didn't care. I didn't think about beauty in that way. So it's interesting, just the way that my life took this turn. So 
yes, I want my book to be finished. I want to be a success. I want to be an amazing author. I want this podcast to blow up after everyone starts to love my book. But don't we all? We all want that. And again, this podcast is kind of a mixture of this is for me as well as hopefully maybe one day it becomes popular because my book becomes popular. It's just in the back of my mind. It's impossible not to have that in the back of our minds as writers. It is healthy to hope for that. It's healthy to want that. What is unhealthy is to expect that. It's unhealthy to expect that to be the only outcome or not be okay with any other outcome with your first book, even your second book, or your whole writing career in general. I think that's why I'm getting impatient and overwhelmed with this process lately because I'm seeing my my book unravel before my eyes and I don't have the creative energy to fix things yet and I just want somebody to do it for me. I just want to do the writing. I just want to have fun. I just want to, you know, my favorite part of writing, I think, is constructing a beginning and an end. The middle, I'm not good at. I don't think I'm very good at anyways. Like, maybe I am. Maybe I'm not giving myself enough credit. But I really enjoy, I enjoy writing. And I've always wanted this. This is my lifelong dream. Not running a modeling agency, not even being an entrepreneur. My lifelong dream is writing novels. And honestly, it was writing a novel that got really big. But, I mean, that would be a nice cherry on top. But I really just want to write and to have people appreciate my writing and enjoy reading my books. That would be priceless to me. And we all want fame and fortune. We all want that, but it's unrealistic to expect that. And I'm getting just, that's what I'm getting, is I'm getting impatient. And I didn't realize that until just now, I guess. I mean, it's pretty obvious that I want the draft to be done. And I think maybe my impatience is coming from the fact that... I'm I'm uh, struggling creatively, and so I just want it to be done so I can have somebody help me. That could be a big part of it, but I'm just so excited for the end result as well. Like, I'm enjoying the process to a point, but sometimes it just is overwhelming. I'm probably over-exaggerating how I feel about the writing process. Like, I wouldn't have it any other way. And... Perhaps all of the other authors are also exaggerating how awful it can be to write a novel. I don't fully believe that because if it was truly awful, I don't think we would be doing it. So, I was thinking about just putting this work into it, how I'm being impatient, and how this morning I actually wrote a thousand words because I was just like, I don't care anymore. I don't have the creativity right now. I need help and I'm not going to get help until I have something outlined. 
And yes, while it may be outlined, like in a paragraph or two, I, I outlined all of the last scenes of my novel because I'm at 54,000 words right now. And I'm really close to the end, and there's like lots of spots that need to be filled in. Well, not lots, actually. It's just the the main points that need to be filled in are the the first person point of views, and I'm not going to tackle that for my first draft. I know for a fact that that's not going to. I that's going to be a waste of time. I need to. I need to discuss that with somebody creatively. I need somebody to help me map that out. And that's okay to ask for help. Writing a novel is not a one-person job. Like, sure, you can do it. But is it going to be the best it can be? Probably not, unless you're like a prodigy. I don't think I am a prodigy. I think I'm good at writing. I like to tell stories. I have an imagination. I love writing. But constructing it in a masterful way is going to be almost impossible without help. Unless you're writing like something super basic. My novel is not basic in any sense of the word. And that's not bragging. I'm taking on a lot more than I can probably chew. And this just proves it because I know I need help. If you want a masterpiece you're going to need to enlist more than just you. You're going to need to lean on some people. There's a reason why there are acknowledgements in books. And the real thing that I wanted to kind of discuss was becoming an overnight success and why that is a harmful just a harmful phrase it's a it doesn't acknowledge all of the hard work that somebody puts into something because an overnight success does not exist sure you might have viral videos and viral tiktoks and young people going viral that maybe maybe they get their stuff together enough to turn that into a career of some sort. I cringe calling that a career, but there are young kids with careers making millions of dollars. But even that, that usually isn't an overnight thing. An overnight viral sensation may not even, it'll just fizzle out. It'll fizzle out and unless you've got your stuff together right away, right off the bat, unless you're ready for that viral sensation, You're not going to make money off of that. You're not going to become a a success. That does not exist. So take J.K. Rowling, for example. I don't know what the whole process was in... I don't know how long it took for it to become a popular book. I don't know what's typical for that. If a month is is typical to become, you know, a big hit or six months, I I don't have any idea. But I know... From what I've read, that J.K. Rowling spent years on just developing the bones of her book, the structure of all of them, together, I think, before she even started writing, which is quite incredible. She spent years on just that part. Can you imagine how painstaking that is? She is a master. 
she's got to be a master because I can't do that. At least not yet. Like, that was her first go-round, too. Like, what? That's amazing. But it wasn't an overnight success. It was years in the making. There's a brand that became viral that I was thinking of as an overnight success for a while way back in 2014, I think. It's called Thinks. It's it's period underwear. I don't know how many men listen to this, but... Um, Thinks became really, really popular because um, their ads would not be run in the New York subways. And that became headlines. And suddenly, quote unquote, overnight, Thinks became huge. But get this, Thinks had been in business for several years before that happened. But now everyone knows about Thinks. Everyone knows about that product even if it's not specifically thinks because because of the press the press blew it up overnight but you know they were working on it for many years it was i think 5 years in the making i think most quote unquote overnight successes are 5 plus years in the making my own business it i started my business The idea started in 2013. I incorporated in 2014. I didn't start making money. I didn't start paying myself until 2019. I did not start paying myself for the work that I put in until 2019. We Speak did not start making money, like coming out of the negatives, until it's either 2016 or 2017. But 2018 and 2019 were amazing years. And 2020 obviously is a flop for everyone. But even 2020, I sense this. For the longest time, I've sensed this overnight success building up. I've sensed that suddenly everyone's going to know about We Speak. Unfortunately, that's not true because, you know... Maybe a big casting director will come upon We Speak and they're like, oh my God, where did you come from? This is amazing. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I've been here this whole time. You're just now finding out about it. And so my company is perceived to many as an overnight success, as a, wow, this is a new thing that's happening. That's awesome. But it's not new. And I promise this ties into writing because you need to put in the work. You need to stop being impatient. You need to stretch out your timeline. You need to be okay. You need to sit in your impatience and be okay doing the work for as long as it takes. If you're going to write a masterpiece and feel free to throw out everything I'm saying out the window because I'm not an expert, but I know for a fact an overnight success does not exist. That's just, it's just impossible. And so when you are setting your expectations for your novel, be prepared to launch your novel and have nobody interested in it. Nobody is interested. Nobody wants to read your book. But you have to do the work. You have to keep working. You have to keep writing your next book. 
And if you don't have anyone working on it already, you have to work on the marketing. You have to build your email lists, hopefully ahead of time so you're not behind the game. And you have to keep working at it. Maybe your book will become an overnight success in a year. Maybe something happens, you know, like the riots that are, hap- that are happening, that were happening, that spurred a whole, a whole slew of interest in certain books and documentaries and content that is related to Black Lives Matter. So you don't know what's going to happen in a year. You just, you don't know what's going to happen, but all you can do is control the work that you put out there and keep working and just understand that it's not all going to come to you on a platter. And I was expecting that for the longest time with my company, each little milestone I made, I was like, for sure, this one thing is going to make We Speak viral. This one thing is going to put me on the map. And you know what? Nothing put me on the map except my own hard work and each incremental step forward. That's why my company has been even more successful year over year over year. Because each incremental step adds to that success and adds to that ultimate goal. What a great analogy. <laughs> it's so relevant. Like, it's true. Like, it. I did think that. I did think, oh, hey, if I just get this feature, this was in, like, 2016. If I just get this feature on Refinery29 about my agency, which never happened, but I was ready for it, then everyone's going to suddenly know who I am. Everyone's going to come to We Speak. First of all, the article didn't happen, but I was getting myself ready. I was actually, I actually called my website server. And I was like, hey, if this thing happens and suddenly I get this much traffic, is my site going to crash? I actually asked that. I just wanted to be prepared. And that's healthy. To be prepared is healthy, but to expect it Maybe that's what the this industry has instilled into me is you cannot expect anything, but you can be prepared for anything. You can be prepared to jump on a plane tomorrow if you book a huge campaign. You know, you can you can call your server just to make sure that if your your brand is suddenly hugely viral and you get millions of this is completely unrealistic, but millions of page viewers on the site at the same time you can check in on that you can be ready for it you can ask about it but the real thing that's going to happen over time is your work you putting the work into it and slowly gaining success and that ends my Tony Robbins speech for today It's true, though. It really is true. It's really true. And I'm being impatient with my novel. And I feel stuck. Less stuck because I just, I kind of had to grumble about it. I reached out to my mother-in-law about all of this. And I was like, hey, what do you think if I just stop writing? (laughs) What if you think I just don't finish my my first draft and I start editing for a better first draft? (laughs) And she was like, you can do what you want. (laughs) 
and I could kind of read in between the lines. She was like, yeah, you should probably just finish your draft. That's, that's what I would do. Even if it's crap. And then just trust in, trust in the system, trust in the magic that happens later, which I can't trust yet because I don't believe in it. I've never done it. And I'm excited to share that part of this, this story, this narrative, because it's something new for me and it's something new maybe for you and sharing it will be exciting but for now it's overwhelming and I don't I just want to have a good book and seeing the crap and then reading I just started reading Dawn by Octavia Butler I could not put it down last night I was up until I didn't even look at the clock until I was getting really drowsy but I read at least a quarter of the book through like 12.30 at night. It was so good. And I each chapter I was like, okay, this is going to be the last one. But then I just kept reading because it was so good. And I'm trying to read for... I'm trying to read to teach myself. But at the same time, I think that only happens on the second read through because you're so engrossed in the story and you don't know what's going to happen that it's really hard to like see how everything fits together until you until you know how it ends until you know what's happening so that's why I started rereading Ender's Game too I've never read it a second time but I know what's going to happen and so I can analyze the writing a little bit better but still like a novel is just so many words it's so much going on even when you're in the thick of reading it, it's hard to like pinpoint what makes it amazing. And it can be defeating to read something so good and to be comparing it against your first draft. It's probably not the best thing to do. Because my first draft probably is... It's getting bad. It's kind of just unraveling. And it's overwhelming. And I don't know what to do. So I emailed my mother-in-law, and she was just like, hands in the air, do what you want. If this is what you want, do it. I recommend this, but here's the, the case for these things. And it really came down to, I can only rely on advice from others so much, because this is my journey. This is nobody else's journey but mine, and I need to decide what works best for me. And you need to decide what works best for you as well. You need to take my word with a grain of salt. You need to take everyone's word with a grain of salt. And you need to follow your own you need to follow your own gut when it comes to making decisions. Collect all the info, collect all the advice, but when it comes down to it, you're making the decisions. Not your mother in law, not even your well, maybe your editor you should listen to, but for the most part, you are in charge of this narrative, and overnight success doesn't exist. Hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully this episode was of an okay, high-quality caliber, maybe not high-quality, but hopefully you're getting something out of it. And I plan to 
continue putting out episodes that are on my own time. Because if I try to rush anything out, it's just going to get jumbled and you're going to all stop listening and I'm going to lose my audience. (laughs) Please subscribe to my newsletter update. I will not be emailing you until the book is ready, which my timeline seems to be stretching before my eyes. And it's just an EEP URL in the episode description or the podcast description. And I just need your email and your name, I think, but mainly your email. Thanks for joining me on this episode, and I'll talk to you next time.